everybody this is Michelle here hey I hope you're having an amazing day I gotta tell you being here in the middle of Michigan in what is spring slash summer today we had uh, a little bit of clouds but that's okay because we had the Sun most of the day and I'm was so excited about that I've been able to take a walk every day this week it's just been uh, an amazing time so I hope that wherever you are uh, whenever you're listening to this, that you have had one small thing that just brightens your day today. All right, so welcome. This is part five of a six-part series that we've been doing on the four developmental tasks that each person needs to uh, master so that they can have a successful, full, and rich life. So we've been talking about, um, you know, these developmental tasks. And if this is the first one that you've listened to, I highly, highly suggest that you go back to the beginning because there's some overview info that you need to know there. Um, today we're talking mainly about the fourth picture in our series. Um, so this is the tree that we talked about, right? So the first picture was the heart where we talked about bonding and attachment. The second picture was the house with a fence around it, where we talked about boundaries. The third picture is the two stick people holding hands together. And we talked about this idea that nobody is all bad or all good and how do you fail forward. And today we're talking about the tree, which is um, adulthood or maturity, right? Um, in reality, I got to say that most people struggle with this one, okay? Even if you've had an amazing life up until adulthood, most people struggle with this one, especially if you've had a really, really good life. Let's say you, um, you know, as we've gone through, we've done these self-assessments, right? So one to 10, one being low, 10 being high. Maybe you scored really high on attachment and really high on boundaries, right? Because you've had an amazing childhood. I can almost guarantee that unless you have done some very significant deep work, this is going to be the thing that you get dinged on. Okay. You'll, you'll understand a little bit more as we go through. Um, but most people, uh, this is something I just kind of tell myself that, you know, as you're going about life in all aspects of life, Basically, you're seeing a little person in a big person's world. When you struggle with this idea of maturity, you are basically that inner child um, walking through life. Okay? So just as a reminder, that attachment and bonding piece forms in infancy. The boundaries uh, area forms in, I'd say, toddler to preschool years. The notion of what is good and bad forms between the ages of five and about 15. Um, and then maturity is supposed to start around the age of 15 and go until the age of 25. Yeah. Do you see a little problem with that? How many 25 year olds do you know that are fully mature? See, we've been talking about the brain as well. And so the, the brain, um, the front, prefrontal lobe, the, the front part of your brain, that is where your logic lies. And that means it, it's not actually fully developed until it's 25. 
Okay. Um, so for example, did you ever wonder why you can't rent a car if you're until you're 25? Well, the reasoning behind that is that, that they say you're, you're not fully, your logic is not fully developed. That part of your brain is not fully developed until 25. So why would we give you a car to drive? Okay. I, I'm just very keenly aware of this as my oldest is, is getting ready to start driver's ed here very soon. <laughs> like, oh, wow, we give some, some 14, 15, 16-year-old kids the car to drive and that prefrontal lobe is not developed for several years. All right, so in reality, it doesn't really work that way that everybody, because they turn 25, that they're just an adult, right? I'm sure you know this. Okay. So today I'm going to share with you a brief overview, uh, maybe not so brief. This one has quite a few things in it. Um, we're going to talk about some symptoms. So how do you know if somebody yourself or somebody you're, you're living with or working with has uh, an, a need in this area? And then we're going to talk about some skills. Okay, are you ready? All right, I hope you have your pen and pa paper ready. Okay, so a couple things to think about. Um, this maturity, adulthood, is really the ability to enjoy peer relationships with other adults. When you boil it all down to, um, it's just the, the idea that you can enjoy relationships with other adults and your peers, your equals. Okay? Um, you are able to make decisions without permission from other people. Now, Let's get this straight, because, you know, when you're at work and your boss tells you to do something, you know, you shouldn't blindly just say yes to whatever they tell you. If you do disagree, you should be able to speak up and say something about it. However, you don't just get to do whatever you want to do, right? But let's say you're you're thinking about, you know, what what clothes to wear for the day, or you're thinking about what's the next job that I want to apply for, right? You should be able to, when you're fully mature, make a decision without seeking permission from another person. Now, let me clarify this for some of, of you who are, are married or in a relationship, right? When I talk to my husband, let's say, um, actually at the end of March, I found out I had been invited to go to Paraguay. Many of you follow this podcast, you know, I was there a couple weeks ago. So when I was invited, um, immediately I said yes. Um, now, when my husband came home after I found out about it, I said, hey, let's talk about this because this is going to affect the whole family. And I did leave, you know, about 5% uh, of the possibility of saying no because if something, you know, came up in our discussion and it really was going to prevent me from being able to go, I would, I would go ahead and say no. If it was something that we couldn't, you know, fix, right? But I wasn't asking him permission to go. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, it's also your ability to evaluate and judge your own performance. So rather than having somebody in your life, your boss, your spouse, your best friend, your, your priest or your pastor telling you what's right and wrong, you're able to figure that out for yourself and change things. 
you know, this, this one always makes me think about, uh, there's some, some research talking about children and their ability to take risks. So they've done a longitudinal study, and it's really quite fascinating that way back when, I, I maybe some of you are, are as old as I am and you remember playing outside. Um, you know, I, I, was, I always lived in a city, and the rule was, you know, you can go out and you can play with your friends and pretty much do anything you want. You just have to be home when the streetlights came on, right? So we literally just roamed the neighborhoods, right? Played with whoever was available that day. Um can you imagine doing that with kids these days? It's a very different feel, isn't it? And so there's been some research that they have shown that kids from my era, era when they were growing up, they actually went through and looked at, um, you know, incidences of children in ERs, right? And then they looked at it for kids of these days. You know what's surprising? Now, you would think that children are more safe in this day and age, right? So you would think that the injuries would go down. However, the reverse is all is the truth. So here's what, what they have inferred from this study. When children are watched over all the time, so mom's at the playground watching them, mom's outside, you know, watching them in the yard, when they do have these moments of being able to be with a friend, uh, a peer, and they're going out and they're, they're playing together, because they always have somebody telling them what to do, what not to do, how far to climb, you know, that's too high, don't, don't jump off that, right? Because that happens so much, when they go out and they have these unsupervised times, they have never built in this idea of what is a safe risk. So they go and they do things that are wildly risky and they become even more injured. When in reality, when you know that you don't have somebody there who's watching your every move, you're a little bit more careful until you figure out, okay, I think I can climb this high on this tree okay, I, I jumped off this little step and that wasn't too bad. Let me try the next one, right? Does that make sense? So as we've gone through this series and we're talking about things like taking a risk and failing and, you know, if you think about it, you know, it, in that example, we're talking about bodily injury. But when you send your children out into the world, you want to make sure that they can make a decision on their own, right? Because they're going to have to. My, my children, I keep telling them all the time, I promise you when you are out of this house and you go away to college or you, you, you know, get married, whatever it is that you're going to do, I promise you, you are going to thank me that by the time you were 10, you could do just about any chore in the house. I know it doesn't feel that way now, but I promise you, you're going to thank me. And I promise you that when I ask you to do things like come with me to a training and introduce me so that you get public speaking experience, or when I ask you to read this book, that's not a fun book, but it's a John Maxwell book, I promise you, you are going to thank me later, right? So it's the, the ability to evaluate and judge your own performance without somebody else saying you did a good job or you didn't, okay? Okay. It's also the ability to choose your own values and options. So rather than just saying, this is how I've always done it, you can make a different choice and be able to stand on that choice. 
you're also able to disagree with other people freely. Now, <laughs> I already know a couple people who are listening to this podcast. And you're like, oh, yeah, I got that one. Now, listen, let me clarify that disagree freely. I don't mean disagree all the time. I don't mean disagree loudly. Okay. I mean, disagree freely in that you can have a discussion with another person and you can disagree, but the other person doesn't feel hated or ridiculed for that. Or you can be having a conversation um, and, and disagree and be able to speak up and say your piece without feeling like you're not going to be liked if you do that. Okay. When you're a child, you are under authority. You're under authority, okay? Your parents, your teachers, just about everybody in your life, you're under authority. And when you're a mature adult, you have equal authority with all other adults in your sphere. You have equal authority. So let me talk for just a brief minute about what authority is, because a lot of people think it's power. It's not just power. It's also expertise, um, office, the ability to get, get things done, influence, submission, give commands, take action, make final decisions, and... The ability to give up your, your rights in order to serve others. That's what authority is. Okay. Some people never learn this, uh, equality, right? With other people and they feel less than, and when they feel inferior, they get defensive and how that shows up is that they have to one up somebody in a conversation, right? Do you know these people? Do you live with these people? Yeah, you tell them something great that just happened in your life and they have to tell you something even better, even if that even better thing happened 10 years ago and you're like, hey man, can you just, you know, kind of be celebratory with me for a moment, right? Or if you say, you know, I think this is a great idea, then they have to come out with an even bigger and better idea and sell their idea, right? They don't recognize that we are equal and out of their insecurity comes this defensiveness and one upping. Okay. In essence, the ability to adult, or as I genuinely call it, adulting, um, it really equals being responsible for your freedom. Understand you have freedom and be responsible with it. You have choices, you have possibilities, you don't have to do things the way that your parents did them and be responsible for them. Okay. People pleasers. And I put myself, I am a recovering people pleaser. Okay. If you had talked to me 10 years ago, even, even, uh, yeah, I'd say about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I was a real bad people pleaser. Okay. Um, but people pleasers are not taking responsibility for themselves and they don't see their equality with other people. They think of themselves as less than, and so they try to make sure that, you know, they're always pleasing other people because they feel like in that action, they're, they're valuing themselves. They don't realize they're not aware that they're actually devaluing themselves. So the, the, I guess the fix to being a people pleaser is to see how valuable you are. 
to see that you're equal. Okay. Um, let's talk about codependency for just a minute. See, you don't need permission from others to think, say, feel, or act a certain way. If you find that you are looking for permission from somebody for something, I guarantee you that you are not mature. I'm just going to let that one sit for a minute. If you find that you are, you are looking for permission from somebody, you are not mature. Now, again, I want to clarify, this isn't like asking permission of your boss if you can, you know, leave early for the day, right? I'm saying if you can't buy a car without seeking the permission of, of somebody, if you can't um, go to a restaurant without asking somebody, hey, can I go here for lunch today, right? There's an issue there. Um, I just found out an example this afternoon, a girl who is very young, she's 19, um, and she's been doing this internship with a, a business partner of mine and she wants to be able to, um, kind of go further in this job. However, she, she is so attached to her mom. So see, she had positive attachment when she was a kid, but she's not developed in this maturity area. And so her mom doesn't think it's a good idea for her. So because mom says no, she's saying no. She doesn't see her equalness as an adult and that I can make this decision. Does that make sense? Yeah, so we want to be responsible for adding value to other people, right? That That's number one, that we want to make sure that other people are better off when we leave them than when we found them. Uh, we want to take responsibility to gain in knowledge wisdom and understanding. So constantly growing. We also want to be responsible in delegating our authority. That is a biggie. We've done several calls on delegation and the power of delegation. Um, if you find, especially in your home, that you are not delegating things, like you have to be the one to do everything, or in your workplace, maybe you're the leader, the boss, and you're not giving things to your people to do, that's a sign of insecurity, okay? You also wanna be responsible for using your gifts, right? Not hoarding them. Find out how awesome you are and be awesome. And serving and giving with a generous heart, okay? All right, so how can you tell if you or someone else struggles in this area? So here um, are some symptoms, okay? So need for approval all the time or a fear of disapproval or failure, okay? So see how that relates back to the good and bad that we talked about last time. That need for permission or uh, an inferiority complex, right? They never quite see themselves as awesome, um, they suffer from what I call you can't do that syndrome, right? So you're, you're in a staff meeting and you're like, Hey, you know, let's do this. And they're like, no, 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 we can't do that. And then they have the reasoning why, um, or they, they see you're doing something and it might not be the way that they would do it. And they're like, you can't do that that way. Okay. You can't do that syndrome. 
People who have a need in this area are also highly competitive. And I don't mean highly competitive as in like a friend of mine and I compete, you know, to, to see who's going to, you know, make the most healthy choices. Like we're doing it to, to spur one another on in, in this friendly competition. They are competitive in this, I am going to knock you down competing. Okay. Some people also have um, a loss of power or this idea of being a victim, right? I have to do this. I should do this. You know, my, you know, a 60 year old person I met the other day was telling me that they can't do a, a, a certain thing in their business because their mom who's still living says that they can't. I'm like, are you kidding me? Okay, you're, you're, you're not a victim there. You're choosing to come under your mom's authority rather than be responsible for your freedom. Um, they also suffer from what I call kind of black and white, off and on, yes and no thinking. Um, things are very um, polar opposite, right? They're, they don't see things in a continuum or in options. It's if you don't do it my way, you're wrong. Okay, a little judgmental. Uh, they also tend to be a little more anxious, um, because they're always on the lookout for what's next, you know, what's somebody else going to do, or are they going to find me out? Right. Sometimes they're very impulsive. So whatever they feel in the moment, they're not thinking in a more mature, um, long-term kind of view. So, um, Hey, I'm going to go buy this, uh, really cool CD because I think it's cool when you don't realize it hey, you need to buy gas money as well, right? Um, some people actually start to parent other people. <laughs> You'll see that a lot. Uh, they think that they're helping, but they're, they're really trying to step into that parenting role of a peer rather than seeing them as equals. Uh, some people have a hate for authority. They just hate their bosses just because, you know, they they unconsciously equate my boss and my parent when they don't see themselves as those equals that can have a conversation. There can be a lot of depression and dependencies. And honestly, folks at, at this level, they tend to look at the past a lot. They, they have such fear of the future that they tend to talk about and think about and tell stories about what happened when they were a kid or, you know, when I was in high school, this is what I did, right? Okay, so now that you know some background and you know how to spot people who have an issue with this task, uh, let's talk about some skills. How do you grow in this area? So one of my all-time favorite writers is Thomas Merton, M-E-R-T-O-N. I just love his stuff. If you are uh, considering yourself a thinker and you really want to delve deep into some really cool ideas, pick up any one of his books and I promise you won't be, um, you'll love it, okay? So he has a quote, it says, I cannot make good choices unless I develop a mature and prudent conscience that gives me an accurate account of my motives, my intentions, and my moral acts. The immature conscience is not its own master. I love that because it really sums up what we're talking about today, that we want to be mature. We want to see ourselves fully and completely for who we are. 
the good, the bad, the ugly, right? And see ourselves in that light of being perfect. I'm the best person I possibly can be right now. And I'm getting better every single day. Okay. So um, a couple things that you could do. Number one is reevaluate your beliefs. So there are beliefs that you have inherited over time. And now is the time for you to consciously make a choice. A perfect example of this is how do you celebrate the holidays? So when you were a kid, you know, your, your parents had a certain way of celebrating, right? And when you become an adult, you get to choose, is this how I'm going to celebrate? And then when you have a, you know, a family, maybe you get married, you have some children, mature adults will be able to figure out how to choose to celebrate a holiday. What I often find is around the holidays, we're doing this dance where we're trying to keep everybody pleased all the time. And I admit I have done that for years. And um, in the last several years, I've really kind of growing in this idea of saying, you know, can we just, can we reevaluate how we do this? Can we just talk about what are some other options? Because we never had options before. It was just, this is how we're going to do it. Okay. Does that make sense? And this goes for anything, not just how you, you know, celebrate holidays, but how are you going to do life? You know, my husband and I, even though, yes, we, we've gone camping before and we, we like camping and, you know, I'm sure we would love having, you know, a lake house or whatever. We have deliberately chosen not to have that kind of a lifestyle because we have chosen other things. Not that it's good, not that it's bad. It just is. But we have made that conscious choice. So just evaluating what beliefs do you have about life that were kind of placed on you? And then, and you know what, as you go through and you're thinking about those choices, you may very well just say, I like how we did this. Let's keep doing this. Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Um, disagree with those in authority over you. This is an area that you can practice in and you can practice it in with, remember that authority over you? That's, that's any one of those things I listed under authority. So you can practice this with a friend who, you know, might tend to have more of a dominant personality, right? So you don't go and practice disagreeing with your boss. Okay. Don't, don't call me and say, Michelle, I got fired because I, I started this. No, no. Practice with safe people again. Right. Um, but just having a conversation. You're not trying to rile anybody up or cause trouble. You're just trying to have a conversation and let your voice be heard. Okay. Make your own decisions. Now, do you see why boundaries are so important? If you don't know what you like and don't like, how can you stand and make your own decision? Okay. Give yourself uh, permission to be on equal footing with all the other adults in your life especially your parents. See yourselves as equals. Recognize and pursue your talents. What are you good at? What do people tell you all the time? Oh my gosh, you're so good at this. And then when you hear it, you're like, oh, isn't everybody? Really key into that because those are your talents showing forth. And recognize the privileges of being an adult, right? 
hey, listen, if I want to go have ice cream for dinner tonight, I can. I can make that choice. I don't have a parent here telling me I can't, right? However, I also have to be responsible for my freedom and know if I'm going to have ice cream tonight, it might not be the best choice. I particularly in this moment don't want to have ice cream for dinner. I'll probably have something a little more healthy because I like how my body feels after that. But you see what I'm saying? Be responsible. Don't just say, oh, I have to eat this or I can't eat that. You can do whatever you want. Just be responsible as you're doing it. Know that I'm making this choice. You know what? If I want ice cream for dinner, I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy that ice cream because I'm making that choice for myself. Okay? And then the next, the other side of that coin is discipline yourself. That's the ability to give yourself a command and follow through. Okay? I mean, if you were to get put like a percentage on how much of your life up till this point, you are able to give yourself a command and follow through. What kind of percentage would you put on that? I can tell you exactly what I've done for today, uh, based on my, uh, my calendar, my tool here that I use to kind of track everything after I upload this into the system. So you guys can hear it. I will have one more thing I need to do. So I can tell you that 99% of my day, I have been able to make a decision and follow through. Now, the only reason why I know that is because I track that, okay? I say, this is what I'm going to do today. This is when I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. And at the end of the day, I can say, yes, Michelle, good for you, 100%. Now, yesterday it wasn't. Okay, yesterday was about 70%. And there were reasons why. But at the end of the day, I had to say, okay, that's 70%. What's the reason why? Right? So I'm having an accurate evaluation of myself. Okay? Um, Do good works. Be generous. Serve others with a willing heart. Because you can. Not because you should. Okay? That's the beauty about being mature is that you can say yes and you can say no. Be responsible for both. When you say yes, go and serve with a generous heart. I I have a lot of teacher friends and sometimes I hear them say things that are, you know, more on the complaining side. I can't believe I've got to do this or I've got to go buy this because, you know, my student's parents won't or, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Don't, don't say that to me anymore. Here's why. You're choosing to go and buy crayons for your classroom. That's okay. You can. And guess what? You don't have to. If you don't have crayons, you can choose something else to do. But here's the kicker. When you're choosing to go and buy crayons for your classroom, that's your choice. Nobody is is telling you you have to. Nobody is saying, you know, we're not going to like you if you don't. You are the one who's choosing. And so if you're choosing, do it with a grateful heart. Okay? If you don't want to do it, don't do it. And I know, I know, I'm probably going to get some flack for that. I'm probably going to get some emails about that. But in the end, be responsible for your freedom. You're a free person. Act like it. Okay? Okay? 
And then the last tip is just to love and appreciate others who are different than you. Listen, stop trying to be the better child and start trying to be the best big brother or sister you can be to other people. Okay. When you're practicing this idea of being the better child, right? So you're, you're fighting for that title of being the favorite kid in your family, right? A lot of people are entering into adulthood with this same mentality. I'm going to show my boss I'm better than anybody else. I'm going to show my pastor I'm better than anybody else. I'm going to show, you know, uh, my friends I'm better than anybody else. What would happen if we all said, you know what? We're equals and how can I help you? Right? Just a thought. All right, so what? So we've we've been on this recording for a little bit. So so what? Well, in in conclusion, own your life. Don't wait for approval and be responsible for your own freedom. Own your life. Don't wait for approval. Be responsible for your own freedom. Okay? So if you were to take all of this into account, this is the maturity task. Um, how would you self-assess yourself? So one being very low and like, ooh, you know, I'm not doing too good in this area. And 10 being, yes, I'm amazing. What would your number be? Okay. If your number is under an eight, your job is to sit and think about what are one or two small things that I could do to grow in this area this week. Okay. What are one or two things? Now, if you scored high on this, then you want to think about other people in your life. Now, listen, we're not doing this from a, a judgmental place at all, but you're thinking about other people who might be struggling in this area. You know, you can make a little list of some people who might be struggling. And then you can ask yourself, I wonder how I could help. And just spend a couple minutes there in that place and, and write down some thoughts or ideas that you might have. And then you'd be able to, you know, just, just, Make some action plans, okay? All right, so uh, I will post another episode tomorrow, uh, kind of wrapping this whole series up. I'm going to give you some thoughts as you're moving forward, how to make sure that you're really um, growing in these areas yourself and helping other people as well. Um, and I'd, I'd really like to know, what do you want more of? So what were some things that popped out to you as you're listening through this series and you're like, oh man, that was really good. I want to know more about that. Go ahead and email me at michelle at girlbyone.com. So it's michelle with two L's. So M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at growbyone. So G-R-O-W-B-Y and the number one dot com. And let me know, what are your thoughts? Um, what are your ideas for, for future episodes? Um, I'd love to be able to say, hey, thank you to so-and-so um, for giving us this idea. Uh, and, and just email me, okay?
awesome. I hope this was valuable tonight. I hope this really got you thinking um, and and kind of digesting some things that maybe you don't normally think about. So um, with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, evening, morning, whatever it is, wherever you're listening. And we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.